Hello, strong, feisty women. Some of you may recognize my voice. I'm Celine Yeager, host of the Hit Play Not Pause podcast. Throughout my career as a professional health and fitness writer and now a podcaster, I hear countless questions from women who are trying to understand how their ever-changing hormones impact their sports performance. So we decided to serve up some answers in a brand new series called Hormonal that we will be releasing on the Feisty Women's Performance Podcast feed. Throughout this four-part series, reproductive endocrinologist Dr. Carla DiGirolamo and I will be tackling topics like periods, the pill, pregnancy, and conditions like PCOS, all from the perspective of sports performance. If you aren't already, follow the Feisty Women's Performance Podcast and stay tuned for our first episode releasing on April 15th. Also, have questions you want answered? Send us a voice note at speakpipe.com slash hormonal and we'll get it answered on the show. You are listening to the Girls Gone Gravel podcast, a podcast for women who are chasing epic and everyday adventures on their bikes. We are a production of Live Feisty Media and hosted by Christy Moan and Katherine Taylor. Hi, Christy. Good morning. How are you? Well, actually, I know how you are. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. If uh, people, this is ironic considering our our episode last week, but I have COVID. Yes. (laughs) Well, and what's funny is when you told me you had COVID, I felt like I should go get tested. I'm like, wait a second. I only see you on Zoom. (laughs) I know that was your first, I texted you. Well, the funny story is we were recording that morning. We recorded with Mary Beth. We talked all about her being a doctor with COVID going on. And I had had a headache for a couple of days and I had seen my small community of friends on Sunday. We went for a walk and then we sat in this inside a brewery, but we were at a table, like nobody else was near us, huge warehouse space, lots of air flowing through. I sat beside my friend and we were talking face-to-face about some tax, exciting tax stuff um, for probably 15 minutes, kind of a side conversation. And she's a mom of newborn twins. So she goes nowhere except for the grocery store and the pediatrician. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, I just had a headache, didn't think anything about it, uh, felt a little like I had a head cold and after our episode, she texted me two hours later and said, um, I just tested positive for COVID. So I immediately to the test and texted you when I was leaving the line. I was like, guess what I'm doing? You had lots of guesses that were not what I was doing. I know. I thought my guesses, they were better than what you were doing. (laughs) (laughs) And then you were like, oh shit, do I have COVID? (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, oh, she's like, my immediate thought was like, oh, I've been around her. Oh no, I, I actually have not been around you. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I think it's just as a super great example of, of the, how easily this, this is spread. Not that, not that people, not that our listeners don't know that, but you know, you've been so cautious and so careful. Um, 
and I mean, obviously out and about to some extent, but in all of those bubbles being safe and then boom. Yeah. And our two friends that sat across from us, neither one of, they both tested negative. So it really was that like, because we were talking face to face, like that close contact. Of course, our other friend was like, oh, I know you have the Brazilian variant. It's the more contagious one. I don't know if I have that. It was just funny. We all became doctors, but um, but I felt pretty. You're you're feeling okay. I feel okay. I'm. I've had a lot of fatigue, uh, and things I say don't always make the most sense. So sorry if this intro doesn't make the most sense. Um, I don't have my smell, which is really weird. Yeah. Um. So you know, we'll see. I play fast and loose with expiration dates. So we'll see. Uh, okay, yeah, like I said, maybe you want to watch those a little bit more closely. So <laughs> if you're not relying on your smell to see if that if that chicken is bad or the milk is bad, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be putting it in your body because then you might get that COVID that has the diarrhea attached to it. <laughs> I think that's just called food poisoning. Yeah, I know. I'm like yeah, making some leaps here. So yeah, but I'm you're playing doing, doctor. Yeah, you're going doctor. You're doing something exciting yeah. this weekend. Yes. Um, well, when this comes out, it'll be passed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm doing the elephant mountain trail run, the 22 K. So not, not the big one, not the 50 miler. I don't even, that sounds insane, but, but I'm really, I'm looking forward to it. It's, uh, we, we got down here in our camping, um, last night and uh it's 70 it was 78 degrees and sunny (laughs) you're like this yeah it's coming from Kansas this does not suck and you know me I love being in my van so it's even I know you're in your van right now as we're talking yeah yep yep but anyway we've got a great guest on this show um Amy Olin is going to join us and she was one that was recommended to us from our audience yeah, she's got uh, such a great story of just getting into gravel uh, and then her journey through breast cancer and what she's doing yeah. uh, kind of on the tail end of that. And it's, I was really inspired after talking to her. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check out uh, the events that Pink Gravel is going to be supporting because I think that's just, it's just really cool. So. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I hope you all enjoy our interview with Amy Oling. Hey, Christy. Hi, Catherine. Hey, are you thinking about your 2021 gravel adventures? I don't know who isn't thinking of 2021 gravel adventures. I know. Well, I kind of have a new bucket list race. What is it? It is a gravel stage race right outside of Calgary, Canada called the Trans Rockies Gravel Royale. Have you heard of this? Um, you know what? I have. I think it sounds amazing. Four days, four days of riding, 230 miles, 23,000 feet of climbing, and it's all in the Canadian Rockies. I think that sounds epic. Yeah. It's set up where they carry your tents, cook your food, and provide your medical support and more. And like set up a big party every night. That is the best kind of glamping right there. Yeah. It's really the only kind of glamping I will do. (laughs) (laughs) I I believe that. (laughs) And you know what's cool is they are holding early bird spots for women because they're really working to get more women on the starting line. So if people are interested, where do you think they should go, Christy? 
Uh, TransRockiesGravelRoyale.com. I bet that site's got all the information. I think it does. And fingers crossed we'll be at some awesome 2021 adventure soon. Well, welcome to another week of the podcast. I'm here with Christy. Hi, Christy. Hey, Catherine. How are you doing? I'm good. You look tired. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We don't usually record this late. I know. But But we had had somebody with a real job today. (laughs) Set a schedule. (laughs) Um, So we are very excited to have Amy Oleen Knopf on the podcast. Did I say it right, Amy? Yes, you did. Yes. Um, so we are so excited to have you today and hear your story about getting into gravel and um, some things that you were doing uh, with gra- pink gravel. I almost yes. said that one backwards. So, <laughs> so why don't you start off telling us who you are and how you got into cycling? Well, um, I'm a, like I mentioned before, I'm a 46-year-old mother, uh, on my second marriage <laughs> with my uh, five kids. A um, lot of life gets in the way, but somehow I managed to find time to ride my bike. Um, some days or some months more than others. Uh, but I got into gravel actually through my husband. Um, when I met him, he had been doing it for about a year or two. And uh, it was something we just kind of you know, he encouraged me to do something we did together um, outdoors. Um, I uh, dug my 1997 Diamondback bike out of the storage of a barn and he put some new tires on it and changed some gears and there we, away I went. So. Okay. That was my question. When was the last time you rode bikes before then? Was it in 1997? (laughs) Probably. What's funny about that bike is when he took it in to the bike shop or local bike shop, they actually still found the tag tucked up under the seat, the the price tag. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I did ride it though. I rode it a little bit, but it just, you know, what we were riding some of the trails. I hadn't actually ridden uh, gravel yet, um, but rode some local trails around Manhattan, Kansas. um, And uh, um, just really enjoyed that to where I needed another bike. So that's where it all started. And uh, um, yeah, I just, I should say after that Diamondback, I had a, a giant any road that we, purchased from friends of his and my very first gravel ride was a 34 mile loop and it was my very first time in clipless going clipless (laughs) I I like to say that my at that time you know we weren't married but uh my uh, soon-to-be husband saw 50 shades of Amy that day (laughs) (laughs) I I cried, I laughed, I cussed. Um, and yes, I did tip over at a complete stop because I forgot I was clipped in. 
So that, that very first, yeah, that very first ride, I still have scars on my calf from the teeth, you know, getting in there. So from the chain ring, but I made it, I finished and I'm still doing it. So I mean, 34 miles for a first gravel ride is like pretty significant anyway. And then clipped yeah. in. Yeah. Well, I had gotten the route is actually something I, I got the route from uh, someone at a, at a bike shop and, uh, and said, Hey, you know, my John is his name. My husband, I said, I got this route, you know, let's go try it out. <laughs> he was like, where did you get this? This is nothing for a beginner, you know, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, that's when so, ignorance is truly bliss. Yes. Right? Yes. But made it through. So that was my first gravel ride experience. And but I, I, I love it. Um, I really do enjoy it. Um, I'm one of those kind of riders I do like, I'm, I'm fine riding on my own. Um, I, I'll just kind of get in my happy place and chug along. And I know some like to talk and stuff. I'm one of those that I can't talk. I'm too busy breathing. <laughs> so also with five kids at home, I would imagine you're like, thank God, some quiet time. Yes. Yes. And of all ages, um, uh, like I said, this, uh, is my second marriage and he brought three kids into it. I had two and, uh, we have three at home currently in uh, elementary, middle and high school. So it's been a lot of fun too, with all this remote stuff going oh, on. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So they, but, get um, along? they do, they do actually. Um, they get a, sometimes I think too well, <laughs> so, but. Are there any bike riders in the mix? You know, we, we've tried, but they're just not taken to it. Um, we've had a, had a, a couple of them do a like a mountain bike, uh, class and they just didn't really take to it you know um we of course they all have bikes they just don't ride them right now so well but, i think all three of us were a little bit late bloomers on, yeah. on, the, on the bike thing so yeah yeah so when did you start riding christy like as an adult not your kit your bike um, that we talked about when you would ride to your grandma's and probably like 2000 three or four, somewhere in there. Okay. What around when Unbound, well, DK at the time. Yeah. Around. Yeah. I mean, Unbound, we started Unbound in 2006. So 2004-ish, somewhere yeah. in there is when I started. And you've done Unbound, uh, the newly named Unbound a few times, right, Amy? Yes, I have. Um, I My first year was in 2017. I did the, well, I think they had a 25-mile and I had signed up for that and got talked into bumping up to the 50. And actually that was, I did really good that 50. I was, that's probably the best ride I've had since. So uh, really enjoyed it. Um, so, uh, and then I did uh, the following year, I bumped up to the hundred and I've done that twice. Was hoping to do it again last year, but deferred. So we'll see, crossing fingers. Well, I hope I can hug you at the finish line this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least elbow bump you. Elbow bump I hope you. I make it. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, well, um, people can't see this, but you have quite a setup behind you. So you have lots of uh, pink gravel gear. So why don't you tell us yeah. your story of how pink gravel came about? Well, I, I refer to pink gravel as my little cancer brain child. Um, in 2019, October, I uh, was diagnosed with breast cancer. And uh, that really kind of took the wind out of my cells, um, you know, kind of wrapping up a gravel season and stuff. And uh, yeah, that was, it was Halloween, actually. I, I remember it was Halloween day when I found out. And of course, you know, everybody in the office was dressed up. So uh, the nurse, AKA Bob Ross, <laughs> She was dressed as Valbras, led us to the room and informed me of the news that I had joined the cancer club. So it was hard, um, but got through it. So uh, fortunately, went through the process um, that involved a lumpectomy. Unfortunately, my nodes came clear, uh, but due to the type, they felt chemo and radiation was necessarily necessary. Um, can I, a quick question. Did they find it on a routine exam or were you actually, uh, did, you, did you find lumps? I found it myself, uh, in March. And I, I guess that's the PSA, you know, <laughs> check yourselves ladies. So, uh, but, um, I'd had a clear mammogram in March and oh, wow. yeah, in about July or August, I'd noticed a bump but didn't think anything of it. And then in a conversation with some coworkers, they were talking about how people never go to the doctor and check things. And I thought, well, maybe I should go. So I did, and it was cancer. So, uh, but anyway, so yeah, I, I kind of take pride in the fact that I found that out myself or, you know, I discovered it and it was, I wish I'd went back maybe a couple months sooner maybe I wouldn't have had gone through the chemo. So that's why I get all this nice curly hair. Yeah. <laughs> Your hair is so thick. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say here, uh, folks out there won't be able to see this, but I did have a picture of myself before. Oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah. We'll the hair's to, a bit we'll different. Send it to us for social and we'll put it on the Instagram. So but people... yeah, I had straight hair and now it's very curly. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that until of course, you know, it happens to you. Then I found out, oh, sometimes it comes back curly. So anyway, um, but yeah, through all that, um, it was tough to want to do anything between just being fatigued, tired. Um, it was hard to want to be active and it where pink gravel started was um, I was on a walk trying to you know do a little hike um, around a trail and it was hard it was so hard I mean there was just maybe a couple little hills and I was literally you know pushing off my knees with my hands to try and keep going and very frustrating and uh, like many you know I'm hardest on myself and I got very frustrated and I just remember crying practically the whole walk because I was like, I should do more. I ride, you know, miles and miles. 
I should be able to walk, uh, you know, a mile. And so um, it just kind of, as I kind of came out of that, I started thinking about, you know, well, I guess I'm, you know, walking on pink gravel now, you know, I'm one of those that's, you know, got to break out the pink stuff. So um, I kind of liked it, you know, I was like pink gravel, that's kind of cool, you know, and uh, started just thinking of ideas that I could do with that. Um, uh, a little funny thing is with the uh, logo, um, I remember thinking how, oh, my daughter, at the, she was 11 at the time, she's really good with uh, apps and stuff for designing. And uh, I told her what I wanted and she came up with this neat little, it said pink and gravel where the L made a ribbon. Of course, when I looked at it, all I saw was pink grave. Well, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I like, well, we, nah, let's, you know, let's go a different route. So, <laughs> but anyway, it was, you know, that just kind of, little idea just kind of was a seed in my brain and I just kind of kept thinking about it, what I could do with it. Um, it's, it's something that, you know, I have all these ideas that it would be great for, um, but talking to some friends before I kind of made it public, they were like, there's nothing wrong with just, you know, honing in on what you know. It's a bit niche, but, um, but it's what I know. And that's the gravel, you know, riding gravel. So I kind of tied it to that right now. Um, but it represents, you know, a lot of things. Uh, the ribbon being a little, you know, tattered and stuff is the battle, you know, the battle I fought. And uh, of course the chain ring with the, the cycling and that. So, um, but uh, I don't know, it's, I'm, I'm it represents to me too the, the the fight to just even get active again too. Um, one of the things I I want to do with it is uh, show people or even uh, survive you know people battling or just every, anyone um, that you know even small goals are good goals. Um, like I had so much trouble just walking that mile. Um, but that's okay. That's still better than nothing. And uh, that we shouldn't beat ourselves down because we can't do what we used to do or was able to do. So, um, but I did learn with cancer too. Uh, the the battle kind of changes from a physical, you know, before when you're riding, you're strong. And a lot of, a lot with my riding is my mental game, man, my brain, it plays with me and keeps me from doing things. Uh, but then now, then with cancer though, it was like the opposite. My body was weak, but my brain was like, come on, you can do this. <laughs> my body's like, no, I can't. <laughs> so. Do you think some of what you learned in gravel like helped you like be prepared mentally? Like have those mental I, skills? I do. I, I do because you kind of, you know, it's, again, you can't just look down at the right now. You got to look ahead at what's coming, pick your path. And uh, I'm one that, you know, humor is my path. So I, that's the avenue I went with getting through my, through my journey. 
So, uh, and it's a little dark sometimes, but, <laughs> but that's what I did. Um, but, and I, I have to say, you know, going through this with, uh, during COVID, it was a little tough because I didn't have that same support system that you would in normal, you know, being able to get together and stuff. And, and that's something too, um, sorry if I'm ramble. No, it's great. Um, but that was something too with Pink Gravel. When I looked for some support outside of just my family, I didn't find any. I mean, there, there was one group that met on like a Tuesday or Thursday at a church, but with COVID, it wasn't happening. Um, and I just couldn't find anything that would fit what I needed, you know, and I kind of wanted something local where I could relate more with people in my area. And that's kind of, that's something I want Pink Gravel to be too, um, is where people can share their stories and learn from each other and in turn support each other. And for those that are supporting or, you know, trying to help loved ones, uh, fighting the cancer battle that they can, you know, get some ideas and, and that. So there's kind of a lot, I got a lot of little facets, you know, that <laughs> I want to do. Uh, Pink gravels in its infancy. I mean, it's, it's been in my brain for about a year, but it's only been out to the public for maybe seven months. So. so you had you had the diagnosis in October of 19 and then it would have been in the spring of 2020. When yes, yes, okay. yes. Because uh, I, I had surgery in November, December, I was healing. Uh, January, I started radi or sorry, started chemotherapy. I had four rounds of that. Um, radiation was then in April and May 4th was my last radiation. So when I was done, um, so it was a lot. And, you know, that's one thing. <laughs> the good thing about COVID is it helped me not miss so much because <laughs> I had a lot of races and things I wanted to do. And it was kind of nice. If there was a good time to have cancer, that was it because... <laughs> I couldn't find those silver linings. Right? I know. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't able to compete, but neither was anyone else. So <laughs> we were all joining you in your suffering. Yeah. So, but that during all that too, uh, what kind of came to life was after all that, um, uh, of course, amazingly enough, one of my first rides, um, was in, June and the it's a friend of ours does the solstice out of oh, the actress okay. Joe and uh, he had the quarantine ride and that was kind of my first ride um long ride that was 63 wow. 68 miles I don't know sometimes I don't know what I'm thinking <laughs> but but I made it so and that was just weeks after my final radiation treatment so but I, I don't know. Sometimes I'm a glutton for punishment. <laughs> How did it feel to complete that ride though? Like you finished radiation and you've done that 60 mile ride. It felt great. Um, my husband did it with me and he was, uh, he was like, you know what, if we walk every hill, that's okay. Um, 
and uh, he said, if anything, you know, we can, let's ride 10 miles, uh, take a break, you know, do what we need to, but we'll get it done. And um, he was really, I sometimes don't know how he rides with me because <laughs> I'm not a talker, like I mentioned before, and he is. So sometimes I think they become long rides for him, but he's a trooper. So, but it felt amazing. There was one point we kind of met up with one of the trails where we could have hopped on it and just headed back into Beatrice. And when I thought about it, I thought about cutting it short, but I was like, no, I got to finish. I got to get that sticker. You know, don't we all ride for the stickers? Yeah, and sure, I'll ride for stickers. What's our problem? <laughs> <laughs> stickers and patches. I know. I love them. <laughs> so, but that felt really good. Um, that said, you know, that was a long ride and um, it didn't, I, you know, I probably could have done something shorter, but oh, well, it is what it is. So, um, and the, my gravel family though, that's one thing I was fortunate with everything going on. They're great. I mean, they were so supportive of me um, for what I was going through. And I can't say enough good things about them all. Um, they're a good support group, so. So yeah. what are some of your, what are some of your plans for 2021 with Pink Gravel? With uh, Pink Gravel, um, I, I hope to do some more uh, volunteer SAG stops. I guess I didn't mention. Um, yeah, 20, talk about that a little bit with the volunteer SAG stops, because I think that's yeah. In 2020 then, yeah, yeah, I keep forgetting we're already in 2021. In 2020, um, I, you know, I did that ride and that. And then after that, that's kind of when Pink Gravel came alive. Uh, I was like, you know, I'm not sure I can do all these rides with you, you know, with my friends, but I can sure support you. I can, you know. So uh, um, I, I would volunteer, you know, they'd put together a group ride and I'd say, you know, where do you want to stop at? And so I took my van and my kids and we'd go <laughs> with our water and snacks and help them out. So some of them were just fun group rides. Others were organized, a little more organized. Um, like uh, the, you know, we kind of started, there were Haddam ride, Haddam Hounds ride we helped SAG with. Uh, I wrote and... Um, solstice well that was quarantine sorry i i've i do volunteer a lot even prior to pink gravel um too but i did help with a lot of rides um probably our big sag stop was when we helped with the pony express gravel dash uh we uh camped out there at the lake and then met riders the following morning so that was a pink gravel sponsored sag stop so, and they've been very supportive of us too. So, um, but yeah, that's, I couldn't ride. So I, you know, support and positive vibe. That's kind of, I think, you know, <laughs> my little phrase is the positive vibing. So through it all. Um, but I would like to continue doing that through uh, 2021 as well. And of course rides, I hope I can get some rides in. Um, I have to admit, I was sure bummed when the Mid-South called it. Totally understand 
but that was kind of my, that was my comeback ride. Um, Cause I was the one I should, I'll tell this story uh, in 2020 of March. Um, I, I was determined I was going, I was going to Stillwater in 2020. I was going to ride even I was, I was doing chemo, but I was going to ride. <laughs> then I, you know, of course, after my walk, that was about the same time I did that walk and I had trouble. I was like, okay, you can't ride, <laughs> but I'm going, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. Um, so my husband and I were all packed up and I did have a doctor's appointment the Friday just before the Mid-South and he popped my bubble. He said, you can't be going down there. It was, you know, when COVID was really starting to come around and he's like, it it's not a good idea. And that was hard. So I had really geared up to head back there this year. So I was bummed. Oh, <laughs> so, but it's okay. You know, it's okay. I'll get through it. I had my little pout and stuff and, but, uh, oh, well, we'll go to the next one, you know, so, but for 2021, uh, I want to do more support SAG stops for whatever, you know, races are held this year uh, with Pink Gravel. Um, I think it's, it's fun. I enjoy it. I do enjoy helping other riders. Um, and being a rider, I feel like I can provide good support. So, and uh, encouragement. I feel like um, you might have some race directors that listen to this podcast who might be. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and that's something too. I have, you know, with the website, I do have it in there. If someone's got a ride or something that they want pink gravel to come and help them out, we're, you know, reach out. <laughs> we'll see, put you on the calendar if we can. So my, my weekends are starting to fill up though. I got to admit <laughs> between what I want to ride and help with. And yeah. Yeah. So they can go fast. Yes. Uh, have you been able to network with any other women who are cancer survivors or going through cancer yet? You know, it's still pretty new. You know, it's still pretty new. And actually, just the other day, I uh, I'm requesting stories. Um, I, I want some, you know, cancer stories uh, from folks. Um, I, I I've met a few during, uh, you know, the SAG stops that. Uh, that I helped with in the past. And, you know, it's kind of funny because once you go through something, it seems like all of a sudden everybody else has to, you know, <laughs> so kind of like when you buy a red car, then all of a sudden you realize everybody has a red car. <laughs> so, but, uh, but I, I want to do more of that. I want to, I want to connect with those women out there and, you know, anyone with a cancer story, really. I mean, I think we all can help each other with it and uh, uh, motivate each other that, you know, again, just do what you can to get through, you know, uh, even if it's a small, you know, walk around the block, don't get down on yourself. So, well, that's, um, I'm almost thinking like some, some pink gravel socials. Yeah. Even at the yeah. events that you're riding like meet for coffee somewhere and oh yes yeah you know because I think and, there's a ton of survivors out there in the gravel community yes yeah and I and that's something I uh, you know 
it's a little different when you, I don't want to knock people that aren't active, <laughs> but you know, it is kind of hard when you're used to doing stuff and riding miles and then to be, you know, just your feet taken out from under you and you can't, you know, your mind's saying you should be able to do this, but your body's like, I can't. Um, it's hard to accept that. And that's, it took me a while, but I finally did and realized that, you know what, little things are, are great. Um, and that's something too, with pink gravel kind of in the small community here. Um, I tried to do it a little bit last fall, but weather kind of didn't work out, but have what I call pop-up walks where it's just like, Hey, on Thursday, we're meeting here. Pink gravel's going to have water and snacks. Let's, you know, walk or, you know, walk around for a bit. So I kind of want to encourage that, you know, just any kind of activity uh, and the smaller, th- smaller things. I think one of the the big things in that is like, um, I did a race with, with team and training, my first uh, Ironman triathlon. And then my dad had cancer at the same time he had um, prostate cancer. And another friend at the same time was diagnosed with cancer. And I saw like both of them went through a lot of depression, even though it was like the most positive diagnosis you could have. Um, and I think for everybody, it's kind of like this, there's a big emotional piece because you feel like your body's betrayed you. And then especially when you're an athlete or athletic and then you lose your community, you know, like it's not like book club. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How was that emotional piece for you? You, you hit on it briefly but um it it was it was just hard to accept that you know something that you know I maybe I took for granted that I could do you know as being I was strong enough to do and then all of a sudden I couldn't and just that getting my my brain to accept that um I Uh, it's kind of hard to explain, but it was just so frustrating and, um, it takes a lot, you know, I did all I could to, you know, uh, be positive about everything. And like you said, um, I, I could have had a worse diagnosis, uh, you know, um, but it's still hard. Nothing takes away from that. And, uh, and then going through like with the chemo and stuff, it's hard when you're, you're like, I don't feel bad, but they tell me there's something bad inside. You know, it's not like when you break an arm, you can see, oh, your arm's broken, you know, um, this is inside. So it's, it's hard because everything else looks normal. So, um, so that was an adjustment, you know, um, I, and with family and younger kids, it was important for me to make sure that they weren't you know, I didn't want them moping around and feeling bad. And so I, it took a lot of effort to, you know, keep the smiles and, you know, fake it till you make it. (laughs) So, oh boy. Yeah. But, um, I had my moments, you know, in the bathroom late at night, you know, the tears would come, uh, but I did find they didn't last very long though, because there's just always something, you know, that would motivate me like, you know, have your spell, get through it and let's go on. So to look forward to, um, so yeah. 
Well, I love that you have taken um, something really hard and horrible and turned it into a place where I'm sure you're just going to find more and more people want to connect mm-hmm. with you and community. And I have no doubt this is going to grow because um, I, I do think there are lots of other people that want to share their mm-hmm. stories, have somebody that understands them. Mm-hmm. How, how can people connect with you or find you? Uh, well, I do. There is a Pink Gravel Facebook page. Um, and then uh, we do have the Pink Gravel website. I'm, I got to admit, I'm kind of proud. I do that all myself. And I take pride in keeping that sucker up to date. <laughs> it's a lot of work. So <laughs> it, <is. laughs> it really is. And it, it's a time suck, too, because it just eats all your time. Um <clears throat> But that's where, you know, if, if anyone's interested in finding out more, uh, the web page is probably the best spot to go to. I have most of the information there. I kind of focus on that because I know not everybody has Facebook and all the other stuff. So uh, I do focus on the web page. And, um, and I want to hear stories. I mean, if there's ladies out there going through this, that either have questions or just, you know, I found part of my healing was sharing. Yeah. It really was. Um, And it's in one of my blogs on there that I talked about how, when this first happened, I wasn't going to post about my, my cancer. I wasn't going to wear pink and, ah, you know, I'm not going to do the hashtag stuff. (laughs) And here I am on pink gravel. <laughs> you started a whole other thing. <laughs> I know. Took it to eleven, Amy. <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> so, um, but I found you know some people they're not doing that because they're trying to you know get attention. It wasn't attention grab. I'm I really. I get a little nervous with attention. That's why I was so nervous to do this interview. Um, but I found sharing, it just really helped just get it out. And um, it was just part of the healing process. You are reaching so many people by sharing your story that need to hear it, that mm-hmm. it, it is important to, to share. Um, I think and I, and, yeah, I'm glad you joined us today for yeah. sure. And I don't think some people think it needs to be a private thing. And I, and I, I think, you know, it's okay to share. We're all different, but I, I think they're missing out if they don't share their story. Um, so we're here, you know, we're here so they can share. So um, I hope they do. Yeah. And, and another thing with Pink Gravel, uh, part of the pro- all of this too is, um, goal is to, I want to sponsor some cancer survivors that want to do their comeback event. Um, that's still in the, you know, still working out details there, but right now I'm just kind of building up a fund that I want to, you know, help those that want to come back, get active again. Um, and we'll be there. They just need to reach out to us. So that's awesome. So is it pinkgravel.com? Is that the website you're on? Yes www.pinkgravel.com. Awesome. So, yeah. Well, um, I encourage anybody that uh, 
is listening to this and has an experience with cancer or maybe even knows somebody that does head over yes. to that website or everybody head to the website, read some of the yeah. inspirational stories. Yeah. And I encourage uh, we'll people to, for you. yes. And I'm excited. I have an awesome pink gravel Jersey coming. I'm so excited. So <laughs> you will not miss me. <laughs> Curly haired woman with the pink Jersey. Oh yeah. yes. Or oh, yes. Hot stop. pink. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm so I'm so excited. So who knows where I'll break it out? Maybe it'll be at Unbound. I would love that. You have been listening to the Girls Gone Gravel podcast. This podcast is edited and produced by the team at Live Feisty Media. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating. It really helps other women find the podcast. And be sure to follow us at Girls Gone Gravel on Instagram or Facebook.